All right. Yeah. So what is what is one food that is like just traditionally considered absolute garbage that you just have like a sweet spot for? Like if it's a, and I'm giving like a classic example, like nobody adores McDonald's, right? But if it's for you, you're just like, God damn it, I don't care what it does to me. I don't care what it's made out of. I don't care how many little ch- ch- baby children die in the factory. That stuff just itches it, for, scratches the itch for me. Uh, garbage or uh, controversial? Let's, let's do both. It's our <laughs> podcast. It's like his we our can podcast. write the rules. Um, I don't know. Uh, fucking uh, foie gras is great, but that is not... Not, like you shouldn't that, feel good about eating foie gras. Okay, but fuck man, foie gras is pretty that good. Is, yeah. That is tasty shit. I think my, uh, I think my, uh, the other one for the for the, you know, universally considered gross. And I don't consider it gross, but I think a lot of people do. Is a uh, fucking gut bomb from White Castle. I could eat thirty White Castles right now. Like I, I just ate dinner like an hour ago, and I could probably house fifteen <laughs> White Castles right now. Those fucker things. Those things go down. And they call them sliders for a reason. They slide in, they slide right out. Slider out. <laughs> it's like a goddamn soft serve machine after you <laughs> eat white castle. Just... Paul, we are the Daves, you know this is the Daves. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all Ragnar and I were there for the first six of that, <laughs> so we saw a third of a baseball oh, wow. game. <laughs> only, only saw part of the baseball game, huh? Yeah, well, it, start, well, it started late too. So uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I have a, a second cousin in town uh, from Montana, and it was a day game. And I was like, of course, I, my aunt, uh, who I go to a lot of baseball games with, texts me or whatever. She's like, hey, you want to go to the Twins game on Thursday? Of course, I've, I've been in Madison for five fucking days with my kid, so I was like, oh yeah, sure, I would love to go to a baseball game. That's because I will, you know, my kid's totally in a normal routine right now. Right. Why right. not? <laughs> why not totally why destroy totally, it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably my thinking was like, well, he's not in a routine at all. But I was, I was like, maybe I should be, should probably get him back in a routine. I didn't think about that at all. But it was my first, uh, my first excursion with Ragnar by myself, like out not to the Blackheart. I mean, I've been to the Blackheart a bunch of times right, with him. But, like, we're actually destination. Like, yeah. I, I strapped juggling him, stuff. I strapped him to myself, took the train down to downtown Minneapolis. Uh, had a couple beers, watched a ball game, a third of a ball game. Changed a few diapers. <laughs> I changed a diaper. Yeah, fed him. Good. Uh, yeah, and then uh, had to come back, uh, come back to St. Paul for a meeting. So, yeah, it was a pretty successful day, except for the fact that apparently the Twins lost eventually. Yeah, it's, it sucks. They, uh, you know, they gave up two runs over seventeen fucking innings. Yeah, and they lost. Like, yeah. what? What else can you do? From yeah. a- this is not a baseball podcast, though. This is no, a, no. Uh, we're here. We're not here to talk about that. I'll, I'll say it really quickly, though. Um, T- my day today, uh, I worked countless hours, and then the kids um, graduated from uh, their Montessori. 
So they got nice. to wear caps and gowns and walk up there. Is that with where we're at now? Like, like and participation trophies for graduating Montessori? I thought it was good news, but I can <laughs> see that you can't handle even an ounce of earnest fucking happiness. Listen, so man, my, li- my life's been terrible for the last like six days. So yeah, yeah. No, th- thanks for thanks for taking a, a hot golden piss all over my emotions. Why don't we just hop into this podcast? Yeah, uh, let's do that. Might um, bring a little positivity for both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so obviously our weekly Patreon pitch. Um, if you like the content here each week, uh, learn a little bit more about Minnesota United or soccer in general, uh, and just enjoy the high-quality content and audio that we deliver each and every week, uh, consider supporting our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Daves I know. Help support the Daves that you know. Um, we swear to God we are going to have uh, – we're going to be dropping some of those uh, Watch Party podcasts real fucking soon, um, as in maybe even tomorrow. Yep. Fingers crossed. That is the plan. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so uh, – yeah, well, that'll be happening, and then uh, we have a. We'll be, need to figure out when we're going to record our next one, which uh, I think is Bennett Lake Beckham, correct? Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's so number five. Yep. We need to uh, we need to uh, sit down with uh, Big Island Ultras uh, uh, capo uh, Luke Craig and figure out uh, <laughs> figure out when we want to record that. Did I? Oh, I didn't tell you. When I was in Madison, I uh, oh sorry, Patreon.com backslash the names I know. When I was in Madison, uh, I was on State Street going to uh, the record store. I like to go to down there. Uh, and uh, I was walking down State Street towards the record store, and I caught a glimpse of the corner of my eye, a rack of uh, Hawaiian shirts. A rack of Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and I literally, shirts. like, I, I didn't even look to, like, if there was buses going up. So State Street's kind of like Nickel Mall kind of, where it's just buses that go up and down or whatever. I didn't even look to see if there was buses. I could have stepped out in front of a fucking bus. <laughs> I just beelined straight to the, uh, to the Hawaiian shirts. So I picked up a Hawaiian shirt while I was in Madison as well, as well as spent... Way too much money on records, but so God, yeah. Well, that was my that was my week. How was so, your week? So you're officially drafted into the uh, into the. Uh, I think I was. I think I was like unofficially drafted in, but now I'm like a card carrying member card of the carrier. uh, big guy. And you uh, and you have a son, so you can be. You can, it's it's really a dad group. Uh, yes, I mean, exactly. Like it's really a dad group, and you you, you now meet the criteria. Well, yeah, but it's yeah. it's for anybody. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's basically dads. It's kind of dads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think awesome. I'm actually. I think I actually might bust it out uh, on Saturday because it's gonna be fucking 95 degrees on Saturday the fucking match yeah, so it, it's, it's be gross you have to go island style with that yeah yeah hopefully the cool breeze will uh will keep me chill chill af <laughs> yeah. the chill fucking vibes are gonna keep the sweat beads from from rolling down to it yeah. let's talk about loons and mingos we didn't have a game proper from the previous week to talk about but we do have the friendly you were there i was not there nor was it televised yes. and i'm a busy busy man so i'm gonna lean you heavily on you you didn't you didn't watch my periscope of it no because i've got all these things you know <laughs> life loved ones responsibility yeah so, so um, the periscope was kind of a shit show i'm not gonna lie <laughs> as periscopes normally as periscopes are. are yeah um so, so yeah so we uh, actually let me interview you sure okay? yeah so, um, give me your overall sense of the game. What was the vibe? How was the people? It, what was the atmosphere? Yeah, for sure. So it was. So we were actually. Um, so we got down to Madison on Saturday afternoon. So we were actually there for the for their uh, league game against North Texas um, on Saturday before, uh, and you know just watching that game, cheering for the cheering for the Mingos. Um, it was. I just. And I, I've been told this by multiple people who had been down there. Like, oh, it's just like it's just like Nessie vibes, like through and through. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like. It's the Nessie. It's it's a, a weird own thing that we you know that we kind of created, um, and then I was like, oh, it, it can't be that, can't be that awesome. I tell you what, man, it was the fucking Nessie, but in the middle of a city, so there's other shit around it, so you can right. go to like you go get like an old fashioned, <laughs> two blocks away from the stadium, and like walk that to the stadium. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The, so the Nessie really is. 
next to nothing. Yeah, it was. It was, was, uh, it was so it was. It was an absolutely uh, both for the game on Saturday, but also for the more actually mostly for the more importantly for the Loons game. It was. Uh, they. It was a sellout. It was the most people they've ever had at Bree Stevens Field. Yeah, um, over forty eight hundred people. So back, you know, back, remember the the um, Loons days before after Dr. McGuire had built. I bought the team, but before they had. Uh, um, announced MLS. You know, we're getting about five thousand people at the next right, year. Right, whatever. So it's about that vibe. Um, yeah. The the space is a lot smaller because it's not an old. There's not like a track running around it. It's an old. It's an actually an old uh, football uh, high school football stadium. Um, so the seats are. You know, the stands are right there, pretty much. Um, it's just. It's actually. If you ever been to uh, the Jimmy uh, in St. Paul, um, if you're old uh, old uh, Thunderheads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's much kind of like the Jimmy in, in the setup, um, but with. Only bleachers on one side, so like the the big standing bleach, the big bleachers on the sort of on the north side of uh, the of the Jimmy weren't there. That's where they have like the suites and stuff right on the right on the pitch. Okay, and they have the old like concrete uh, you know, concrete whatever. With, they actually put like, newer benches or whatever are there. But okay, and then uh, um, everybody's really fucking friendly. They they all like to drink. Um, I believe that. Really good beers on uh, on tap in the okay. stadium. Um, Affordable a, uh, for thirteen bucks. I got a 32 ounce beer. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so pretty comp, pretty pretty friendly. Um, Excellent. Yeah. So compared to uh, you know Allianz Field over here across the street from us, uh, very very and good and and you know good good Wisconsin beer as well. So it was just yeah the atmosphere was great. Um, you know people are it was ranged from um, super knowledgeable mm-hmm. to people who are just there for because it's a thing to do, and I think that is sometimes some of the best audiences because people like. Like literally sitting behind you, are like trying to figure out what the fuck offside is, right, and right. Uh, like of the rules of the game, and then you have the people who are like the diehards who are like also checking the U.S. men's national team score as the game is going on and following other you know other soccer stuff. Yeah. yeah, so it was a, it was a really great atmosphere. Um, one thing I actually I pointed out to Anna, uh, like for the game on Saturday, the game against the North Texas uh, team, who, who's actually top of the table uh, when they played uh, forward. Um, I saw so I saw a couple Minnesota United jerseys on people. I saw I saw one non flamingo jersey, or you know non yeah flamingo jersey. It was a uh, an Ivan Rakitic Barcelona jersey for some reason. It was fucking right. weird. All right. But I remember the back in the days, um, back in the Nessie days, and even even actually at TCF when we the first year of MLS, you would you'd walk around and you'd see people in Barcelona jerseys and Real Madrid yeah. jerseys and Chelsea that's jerseys. That's the extent of their soccer fandom. Yeah. This is just, every I'm, single person there was either in a it was in uh, flamingo gear, um, like team gear, either you know t-shirts or jerseys or had fl- like flamingo. I mean, Madison has a really interesting history with flamingos. There's a reason why it's the, their nickname is the flamingos. Um, I encourage you to check it out. It's it's actually pretty fucking funny. Started as a prank in like, college back in like I think the 1970s or whatever. Love it. Um, so like the, so flamingos are very there's a, they're an important part of Madison's history and tradition. So there's like flamingo gears like people wearing like flamingo Hawaiian shirts and shit. Like everybody was in black and pink um, or they were wearing forward Madison stuff. You know, with the exception of like a couple people. Um, that was the biggest difference I noticed between you know Nessie days when we were playing in the uh, in the NASL versus yeah. like you know. Again, even like I said, with the first couple of years of MLS here, where you still you go to a Minnesota United game and there's you would still see people walking around in like yeah. Messi jerseys and Ronaldo jerseys, which and is shit. fine. I, I don't want to yeah, tell anybody how to fan, but you, it's a, it's an indicator of uh, somebody is a fan of this team, not just a fan of soccer or just they're casually sniffing around. We're, again, which is totally fine, but you love to see specific engagement and fandom yeah. around that. I team. mean, what what they're what they're building down there is is something, uh, and you know. 
was echoed by the team and all that. And everybody, everybody I've talked to has gone down there. No, like no one's had a bad thing to say about going down to Madison and and talking about what they built. And I mean, it, it clearly it's you know it's Peter Wilts. Um, that guy has built more soccer franchises than uh, you know than anybody in probably the history of the world. <laughs> Honestly, <Yeah. laughs> you know between yeah. helping with, uh, your Minnesota Thunder up here and then Chicago Fire, Indy Eleven. Indy Eleven, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it was it was. All in all, it was just a really great, uh, just a really great atmosphere. Game obviously didn't hurt that we won. Um, it was actually a pretty uh, well contested game. It was a little Good. chippy uh, for a little bit there. Brent Brent Coleman had the captain's armband and was kind of <laughs> kind of getting into it a little bit. Nice. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I was I highly suggest if you get a chance to get down to to Madison for a game, um, definitely do it. Take take advantage of it. You can uh, notch and. Uh, Couple other dark clouds came down, like drove down there that afternoon, and then drove back that in the same night. So you could actually you can do pull it, it off. You could pull you it off if you want to sleep the amount that you sleep. <coughs> yeah. yeah. So, so work like a half a day, come back. You know, come back. You you know you miss half a day of work or whatever. Right. So. You can squeeze yeah. it in. So what was your thinking about the game? What was your best moment of the game? Um, I mean honestly, I think the second goal from Mason Toy, um, and not just not necessarily the goal, but the uh, the build up to the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Martin. Uh, stole stole a ball from uh, from the Ford Madison uh, midfielder, and then had just an absolutely beautiful chip over the defense. And Toy just ran straight onto the ball and didn't you know it didn't take didn't do that Dunlady sort of first touch push it way too far. Took a very nice first touch and then put it right past the goalkeeper. Um, that was like I want to say in closer to like the 79th, 80th minute, sometime near the end of the game. Uh, put the Minnesota United up two to one. Uh, just that was a particularly just a beautiful, beautiful piece of soccer from both Colin and, Martin and Mason Toy. And two two goals in two games from Mason Toy now, right? Two goals, three goals in two games because that was the second goal of the game. He got a brace in this one. Oh, oh yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, he got the the one. They got the winner against Houston, and then uh, yeah, he had the first goal was uh, actually a, a pretty great goal as well. Uh, Eric Miller had a great cross uh, across the the, the end, you know, near the end line, and Toy put his head on it for a first goal. That was a little more. Sure. That was more sort of. Ford Madison kind of being bad at Little defending. Laps, yeah. <laughs> uh, this goal was just absolutely beautiful. Colin Martin stole a ball, put a perfect chip over the defense. Uh, the, the goaltender was in no man's land. He, you know, he couldn't come out and, and try and take Toy out, and he really had no chance to stop the shot. So, uh, striker controversy in Minnesota. Uh, you know what, man? I've been. I don't. I'm not sure. Is, is Toy ahead of Dunlady in the dip chart at this point? I mean, Dunlady can't stay healthy. Um, Toy's can, has been fine in the back of the net. I don't know. I, that's, I think it's. I put it in the in the notes because I think it's a. I think it's a, an interesting question to have, and, and maybe he doesn't get an answered today. But um, clearly, Angelo is number one in terms of what Adrian Heath is is thinking. Yeah. I'm just wondering who is the who's the second one off the bench, you know, or the first off the bench. Is right. it is it going to be Mason Toy or is it going to be Abu Dunlady? And I think, I mean, if I just based on form and everything, I would put I would make it Mason Toy. But love it. You know, the other problem is is you know he's getting he's been getting reps because Dunlady's been hurt and because. Yeah. Um, because of been playing down in Madison, uh, do you have? I mean, if you bring if you're bringing Mason Toy up here, Mason Toy's got got to play minutes. He can't yeah, sit on the yeah. bench. It's, yep. You know, Dunlady, you can at least, you know, he can sit on the bench if you if you need 20 minutes out of him. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, if Mason Toy's up here, Mason Toy needs to be getting, you know, 30 minutes a game, yeah. um, if not starting mm-hmm. in certain certain circumstances. And then I think with the Open Cup match coming up. We have a bunch of friendlies. Uh, you know, uh, Aston Villa is coming up later this, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, just announced another fucking friendly. Uh, I think there's an opportunity for oh, yeah. Mason Toy to get some minutes with the <coughs> with the Minnesota United first team. But 
He's got. He's really got to do it. I mean, he, if if yeah. he's gonna be up here, he needs to get. He needs to get playing time. Yep, agreed. Um, is there a worst moment of the game here? I mean, we won. Sounds like the performance was good. Sounds like it was a good vibe there in the stadium. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say. I, I, I kind of forget about how uh, Ford Madison scored their goal. Um, oh no, I no, I remember. Yeah, so yeah, this is the worst moment of the game, or and also the most what the fuck moment of the game. <laughs> okay. Dan Sinclair made a really a particularly egregious pass uh, out from the back. Uh, that kind of handled that, that one. Yeah, pretty much. Did you? I don't. Did you watch the uh, USA uh, Spain? Women's World Cup game. No. Did you see the highlights of it at all? Nope. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, the goalkeeper played a, a ball to uh, the, in the world in the women's game to uh, oh, Becky. I'm, so- yeah. I'm sorry, I, I did watch that yeah. game. I've watched that, so little soccer lately. That one I saw. That uh, that for, that Spain goal. It, that was right, more or less yeah. the exact same thing as what happened uh, to uh, Dane St. Clair. Like okay. just really poor distribution. Yeah. Um, they pounced on it and uh, they got the equalizer. And to be fair, I mean it wasn't it wasn't necessarily against the run of play. Um, at that point, Madison, it had been a pretty even even match back and forth. Um, Minnesota only came down with, uh, they only had three non-goalkeeper subs. Uh, and one of those subs was the uh, the Ngazi guy, the, the Kenyan kid, who was actually, we've loaned, who we've loaned, out, loaned out to uh, Madison for the entire game. So they brought, Minnesota United brought down basically like 13 players, uh, okay. or 14, yeah, 13 players for this match. Um, so... You know, there, you knew there wasn't going to be a ton of uh, change on the the Minnesota or on the Minnesota side, right. barring an injury or something. Uh, and then, to be fair, too, Madison for this game brought in they brought up a couple of guys from Green Bay, that's, which is like the USL uh, League One team or League Two team or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> the Green Bay Voyagers. That's their their farm club, basically. They brought up a few guys from from there to play. So, uh, anyways, I mean, the other thing I was gonna say. Um, so yeah, so that was basically my most what the fuck moment and worst moment of the game. Okay. Um, one one thing I actually want to add uh, for sort of just best moment is uh, I so I don't know if you saw the Battle of the Birds scarves that they posted on online. I saw them. Only yeah, they're pretty online, cool. Yes. Uh, so I went and got a couple um, uh, for a couple for other people, one for myself, and I bought. I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy a, a fourth one, and then I just sort of randomly when I was sitting waiting uh, waiting out rain in uh, Madison before I could go back to my uh, uh, in laws condo. It's like I'm gonna just tweet at the team at forward and see if uh, Connor and JC and Peter Wilt and Neil Vladi will sign this scarf. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, I'll donate it to the Dark Cloud Silent Auction and, and uh, you know, auction it off at the end of the year. There you go. And uh, so I randomly tweet at the team, and literally less than like 10 minutes later, people were like Neil's responding like, "Absolutely, I'm in." Connor said, "Yeah, definitely." JC, Peter Wilt, yeah. So I was able to actually get the, JC the and Minnesota uh, connection there. Yeah. I was actually able to get JC and t- and Connor uh, Turbo Tobin uh, at the game. Like JC was walking around there. Both Connor and JC were in street clothes, and I saw JC. I called more. I was like, "Hey, I'm the guy who you know messaged you on uh, Twitter or whatever." He's like, "Oh yeah, let me go get Connor." So Connor came over, and we, me and Connor, got a picture with the scarf. Oh, cool. Uh, Peter and Neil said they would do it, and uh, I didn't see, run into those guys anywhere. Okay. I think Neil was coaching. Um, so I'm gonna figure out how to get the scarf back down to Madison, get those guys to sign, and then get it back up. And then uh, so yeah, so that's gonna be a. Uh, Silent a, a preview item. for the silent auction item. Um, I really, that's, hopefully, we should go for a little bit of a little bit of cash for that uh, whatever nonprofit that we're going to be supporting this year. So, well, and I want to remind people at the silent, the Dark Cloud Silent Auction, we uh, have for the last two years running auction off a spot on this podcast. And I will remind yes. people that if you bid six hundred and sixty-six dollars, <laughs> we will stop the podcast. We will sh- stop doing this. <laughs> we will cancel it permanently. Yes, it's going to a good cause. Shut us down. Yes, hundred so. percent. 
Excellent. So, <laughs> so yeah. is there is there a Freddie Adu award winner for star of the game? Uh, Mason Toy, man. It's got to be. A brace. brace. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, he looked, and he looked really good. He, he was making really great runs as well. Um, it was, I was trying to, like, it's hard because I was, like, trying to, like, keep the, you know, the my phone not shaky, but also, right. like, wa- actually not, try take not to, in like, the watch, game. watch through the screen, actually trying to watch yeah. it over my be phone. Be there in the moment. But also, know? like, yeah, I was trying not to, uh, like, be the annoying ass guy to everybody like who is behind me in the uh, in the stands i think most people are going to kick out of it because i was like i was actually also like chiding the team for fucking up com- you know we're pretty consistently and everybody's getting a chuckle out of my commentary for the match as were well, you giving so. a little play-by-play on the not uh, so much play-by-play i was more doing the uh the color for the uh <laughs> no play-by-play <laughs> no play-by-play just, play-by-play. Color, like, just color what the yeah fuck was that yeah pretty much and okay. it was yeah a pretty aggressive color as well so <laughs> that's that's why they call it colored commentary. <laughs> There's a this is the swearing and violence. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that was a joke. Was, no, no, I trust me. Here's a, I got a funny, I got a funny thing. So uh, when uh, I, my I'll say this, my in-laws have told the story several times. Um, uh, my sister or my uh, so Anna has two older sisters who are not very you know sporty type people, whatever. Neither Anna isn't really either other outside of like soccer. Um, she indulges me with baseball and occasionally hockey and and whatnot. Um, her brother's a huge, uh, her younger brother's a huge football, uh, American football fan, and all that sports. Right. Anyways, uh, so they were down, and her, her, uh, her father's parents, so her grandparents on her dad's side, um, were living down in uh, Georgia. Um, they grew up in Pittsburgh, but they had moved moved down to Georgia. And when uh, I think it was her grandmother had passed away, they were down in Georgia, and, and her father was giving the eulogy, and he was talking about um, how, like, his grandmother's Pittsburgh accent. And uh, he's talking about the, the, I think it was the the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers color commentator, and told some sort of anecdote about the color commentator. He kept saying color commentator. Yeah. And then um, when they were driving back to Madison or driving back to Wausau to Wisconsin from uh, Georgia, car breaks down, the van breaks down, so they have to like rent a car, and then so they're so Philip, my father-in-law, stays down with the car and like rent mm-hmm. hotel. They the rest of them go up to back up to. Uh, to Wisconsin, they stop somewhere in I think in Illinois for dinner, and one, and I can't remember which one of her sisters, but one of her one of her sisters like turns to uh, to her mom and was like, "Mom, um, during Grandma's eulogy, why why was Dad talking about colored commentators?" <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, and her uh, apparently her brother. I think her. I think they must have been like ten, eleven ish or whatever. Her brother just breaks out like just busting a gut laughing because he knows he knows what he's talking. You know, like what his dad yeah. was saying. Yeah. And uh, yeah, her mom had to explain what a color commentator was to like a fourteen year old uh, girl from you know the middle of uh, middle of Wisconsin. So, anyways, oh sorry for that digression. No, you know there are not a lot of colored commentators. <laughs> there are not. There are not. It's just a bunch of old white guys. No matter the sport, they're old and they're white. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, we need more colored folks <laughs> in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. COCs, commentators of color. Cox. Uh, do you have a Freddie Adu Award winner for the worst, shittiest diaper filling meconium player? Hey, of the game? you know, like the only thing, uh, I guess Dane St. Clair just for that fuck up. But otherwise, you know. Um, nobody pre- played particularly bad. Um, nobody, you know, outside of sort of Mason, nobody actually was like particularly great either. So, okay, you know, but if you got to pick one, I'm gonna say uh, Dane St. Clair, just because he pretty much gifted gifted the uh, the Mingos that their their only goal. Gonna make mistakes. That's yep. all part of the learning process. And that's, um, yeah, and that you know the kids 
what a twenty-year-old goalkeeper. Of course, he's going to make mistakes like that. Yeah. So that's how you learn. So, yep. so yeah. Anyways. Well, so thank you for uh, uh, your coverage here on this podcast of that game. Uh, as the only one who saw it. And thank <laughs> you for uh, your broadcast skills. I think that you uh, yeah. made Minnesota United um, uh, fandom a little bit stronger for one evening. Yeah, so. uh, I definitely uh, – Periscope is uh, sucks balls. Let's it put does. it that way. Um, I, I Periscoped from the hotel room when I was in Des Moines a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Second time I've ever Periscoped in my life. The first time was the birth of this podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah, I forgot it, about that. So. Yeah, so – and actually it was funny because I was trying to – so Notch of the two United fans has like a – has like a, like a handheld rig thing that you can use to like stabilize it. So you just hold the thing and it – you can move it around. It keeps the camera steady Selfie and all stick. that. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but it's, but it's, <laughs> it doesn't extend. It's just you just hold oh, it. Okay. So yeah, but you just, like. Anyways, I don't know what, how he kept insisting on that I was doing it wrong and I was doing everything yeah. the right way and because like the image was like like sideways or whatever. Okay. Which was like that's not gonna fucking help anybody. So we tried. We tried to do it. Uh, and but that, of course Notch got into town like. 20 minutes before the start of the game so he's like trying like he's like you gotta download an app but he didn't tell me that he needed to download an app until like he got there like I could have downloaded a fucking app like yeah. four hours ago when you were on the road yeah. <laughs> so anyways nice um, notch yeah. prick uh, but yeah periscoping games is always fun because you get to your own color color commentary yeah right you get to be <laughs> Callum for a night yeah so other United news here. I'm going to step in and read some of this. Uh, you do color for that. Sure. Because you've been talking, and I want to get yeah, a chance to talk do. here. Uh, first of all, Ramon Metzanier, <laughs> uh, named uh, an MLS All-Star. Uh, deservedly. Deservedly. Uh, uh, however, he wasn't voted. He didn't win the vote. He had to uh, He had to get in other means. Um, he deserves to be there. Uh, I, I don't know who the hell was voting and, and what better right backs they think they are out there, but um, deservedly. Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the best fullbacks in the league. Um, the Loons are now going to host New Mexico. You, you mistyped this Mexico. New Mexico United on July 10th. That's going to be our next round of the Open Cup, the quarterfinals. Um, obviously, uh, Slade, Kansas City, and then a momentous comeback against Houston to get us to this point. Yeah. Um, now, we've got to be odds on favorites there, right? New Mexico United. Cool story. Really excited for them. Pero, we've got to be the guys. Yeah, here, you think right? so. So they, uh, so they knocked out Colorado the in the. The round where we knocked out Kansas City uh, on the road, they went down to F- to Dallas and mm-hmm. beat FC Dallas on the road. Yeah. They haven't. They've won all of their Open Cup games on the road. Um, I think they've been in like in like this is like their, this would be like their fourth round. Mm-hmm. They had they've have not yet to play at home. Yeah, um, you make those small poor clubs travel, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, what a tournament. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so they are they're coming up here uh, on July 10th. Uh, it's a Wednesday. Um, they're going to be without their top goal scorer, though. He's got yellow card accumulation, which is good for us. Good for us. Uh, um, yeah, as you mentioned, we should be favored. Um, apparently, there's also a, a, a fun... That, so that apparently, the New Mexico contingent has traveled really well, and they're trying to get a bunch of people up here for the match, too, which I think would yep. be fucking great. So they, uh, They've they chartered a flight, they've with, chartered a, a flight. with a hefty donation locally, yep. and uh, the news today was that they've sold out that chartered flight. That's fucking awesome. So um, an entire plane full of people coming here just for this purpose. Yeah. Uh, and I know... And that's going to be, cause that's gonna yeah. be amazing. I know folks in the Wonder Wall are working to get some stuff some stuff put together. I think uh, uh, Blackheart here is going to um, gonna be doing some sort of uh, promotion where we're going to uh, I believe encourage folks to uh, to like prepay for drinks for the New Mexico United fans. So basically, yeah. like you can like put Make it, it on, easy for them to put be it here. on a tab for them. Yeah. yeah, and then I know I know Wonderwall's working on doing some stuff um, to maybe help welcome them to uh, Minnesota as well. So 
Uh, it's, I think it's great. I yep, mean, that's it's, what it's fucking all about. fantastic. This is exactly what uh, the Open Cup is all about. Well, this is who we were five years ago, yeah. ten years ago. Four um, years ago. <laughs> four, yeah, not even that long. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you want folks to give you that hand up, and these are people obviously diehards for their boys, so um, so come yeah. out and, and make it easy for them to be yeah, here. Yeah, the, the, uh, the weird acronym derby, MNUFC versus NMUFC. Yeah. Um, uh, let's. Uh, any other? Oh, sorry. News one last. Before the bro obviously, down? we. Yeah, I forgot to put this in here, but um, the then another friendly announced uh, against Pachuca, another international yeah. friendly. This is yep. be their third international friendly this year, fourth friendly total. Um, why in the fuck is this team scheduling so many goddamn friendlies? You make money. I don't know why. So you can agree with it or disagree with it, but I don't know why people are surprised or don't get it. Yeah, it's a fucking business. It's like why, why were you open on Sundays, you fucks? Well, because it was God's day to make Come revenue. On, man. So that that's why they do it. You don't have to love it. It doesn't help you. You yeah. want to see them win trophies, but the team yeah, has want, to trophies. pay for a big fucking stadium that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> so, whatever. Fair it enough. is what it is. Yeah. Um, but Pachuca, buy up your tickets. Um, it's cool to see other competition too. It's cool yeah. to see. Yeah. Uh, Are you pl- Have you? Did you go to the Hearth Berlin game? To the what game? The Hertha Berlin one, the uh, the one that was included in the ticket package. I've I've only ever been to one international friendly they've ever put on dating back to NASL. Is that the Swansea I'm, one or? Uh, no, it was uh, it was the Leon one because it was okay. uh, Miguel Sendoff. The one in uh, the one at uh, Target Field. Uh, it was the Miguel Sendoff. Oh, the Sendoff one. Yeah, okay, the one where you played both for both. Uh, exactly. Uh, yep. And, uh, and that was the only okay. reason that I went to that too. So okay. um, I just I'm gone too much. I can't. I can't throw more shit and say, Julia, watch the kids for an umpteenth night. Fair enough. Uh, f- not for a friendly, anyways. So, um, but anyways, Pachuca, get your tickets. Hey, yeah, Pachuca. Bam, banana, bam, banana, 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 banana. Let's do the Madtown Bro Down. Do it, Bro Madtown Down. Bro Down. Uh, as I mentioned, Madison uh, had North Texas come to uh, for our Madison. <clears throat> Last Saturday, Madison beat beat the hell out of North Texas, four to one at home. Um, Love it. North Texas was top of the table, uh, or I think they still are, but they are top of the table. Uh, Madison was sitting in second to last place at before this game started. Uh, they jumped up all the way to I think sixth place. They're only like four four points out of a playoff spot. Uh, our own JC Banks scored a goal. He scored the fourth goal, the uh, the clincher. Um, I had many goals versus Loons we talked about. Again, I mentioned they broke an attendance record over 4,800 people. Lots of people and lots of Minnesota United jerseys too, and and, uh, and people wearing Mingo jerseys and Minnesota United hats. It was a, just a really really great, um, like really you know, again really great atmosphere. Get down there if you can. Uh, Mingo has played Toronto FC tomorrow. That is Friday today, probably when you listen to this at 3 p.m. Why they're playing at 3 p.m. I have no fucking idea, but they're playing at 3 p.m. on a Friday in Toronto. So. Excellent. Good, good job. Big turnout. Yeah. Big, big turnout. All right. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. uh, let's, so let's move on to the good stuff then. We actually um, have an MLS game to talk about. We do, yeah. It's, uh, we had a long break, which is good. We're seeing a little bit better alignment of uh, how MLS works with how the FIFA calendar works. Um, not perfect alignment, but that's one of the positive things come out of this season. It is, but, I mean, we had – there was six games last weekend. There were six games – uh, yesterday, Wednesday, midweek. Imperfect. So, yes. I mean, luckily Minnesota was decided not to play any of those MLS games. Yes. They just, they scheduled a friendly instead, which, <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. So we like, can be exhausted, but not for any positive purpose. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. exactly. Luckily, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure exactly if we will get uh, Kevin Molino back for this game. Trinidad was eliminated from Gold Cup, so um, theoretically he might be back in time for this match. Because, uh, yeah, Trinidad was eliminated uh, yesterday. It, Kevin Molino scored a goal in their 
tie with Guyana. It's our boy. They're tied. <laughs> They're one-one yeah. draw with Guyana, uh, in which uh, Trinidad finished fourth in the uh, four-person, four-team group. Just that t- a team that, that we lost to, you know, not not more than eighteen months ago yeah, <laughs> to qualify we, for a World Cup. We all remember, but uh, let's get excited for Kevin. That's <laughs> awesome. We we need all the guys in good form. We absolutely, can get. absolutely. So uh, we got FC Cincinnati coming to town. Uh, three o'clock on Saturday. It's gonna be a fucking scorcher. So make sure to put on your sunscreen. Drink lots of water. It's gonna fucking blow. Drink lots of yeah. uh, drink lots of beer, but also drink lots of water. Yeah, I'm gonna drink a lot of vodka sodas because that is what I drink in the summertime. <laughs> right. uh, so what do you got? Who's who's good on FC Cincinnati? Yeah. So Fernando Adi stands out. Um, Fernando, there's Adi, not a, there's not a ton. There's so. not a ton. I, and I well here can I start here? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this this isn't a player, but I think these are important stats to uh, consider here. So we're looking at team based statistics right now. Okay, team based statistics. There is a team with the fewest goals in MLS. It is FC Cincinnati with 14. There are only two other teams that are in the teens. Every other team is on 20-30. Lowest goals scored. Would do you care to hazard a guess which team has the fewest number of assists in the league? I would wager it's probably FC Cincinnati. It is FC Cincinnati. You're <laughs> absolutely right with only 11 assists, many fewer than the next uh, uh, closest uh, com- combatant there. Um, there is a team that has the fewest number of shots of any team in the league. Do you care to guess who that is? Uh, FC Cincinnati. What about shots on goal? Fewest in the league. FC Cincinnati. My God. I don't know how you're doing this. I but don't know, you're man. Fucking nailing it right now. Um, this, at least offensively, certainly, is the poorest team in the league by a wide margin. And this at a team where you've had, yeah, your San Jose's suck, but then they figured it out. Vancouver, piece by piece, kind of putting something together. Colorado changed coaches and started to find a groove. This team started with a couple of games where we said, hey, maybe they're actually going to be good, and then rolled off the table. They are making 2017 Minnesota United look very competent. Um, so, fun, a fun fact. Uh, do you know who has allowed the, given up the most goals in MLS Who's uh, this year? Take Who's a guess. Is it, I, I was only looking at offensive stats here. Is it FC Cincinnati? It is not. It's Colorado Rapids. Is it Colorado, Colorado still? Rapids. Okay. Giving up 36. FC Cincinnati is second with 35. Just behind a bit. And Col- Colorado <laughs> and New England was Revolution at a shocking is, pace for New England a Revolution uh, is right behind them at 34. The only time FC Cincinnati's won on the road was at the New England Revolution. Um, New England Revolution that beat Minnesota United. <laughs> I, think, I think this background is to say that at home against this club, this ought to be a win. If it's We're, not a win. I don't want to bury the lead here. We ought to win. If it's not a win, Adrian Heath does not deserve to uh, walk off that pitch alive. So I'm going to throw that. This is, this is far from the first time that you've suggested he literally should be killed. And I think I'm not suggesting st- literally. You literally, what, you, you literally just said that he shouldn't be allowed to walk off the field alive. Like What else did you mean? I mean, you know, he could be uh, wheeled off after someone breaks his, like, breaks his knees or something. So, so your focus was not on the alive part. It was on his ability to walk. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to go as far as to advocate for violence against anybody, uh, even as a joke, uh, although I was saying colored earlier and it wasn't very good. Uh, so I can't really I can't really preach here. Fernando Adi, another colored man, is, uh, is probably the most talented attacker. He has a long I – mean, I, I believe he is they, Portland's they, – They had another one who was very talented, RIP, Kenny Saif. <laughs> Kenny Saif is guy, yeah. Uh, uh, did he play for the Loons for an afternoon or something as well? No, I'm thinking of a different guy. No, okay. you're thinking of a different guy. Saeed, Saeed is who I'm thinking. Yeah, Saeed. Of. Yeah, Saeed right. was a uh, American international um, signed by Cincinnati. Played maybe three games and was just like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." Like they literally terminated his loan like 
two months early because what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Fernando Adi. Yeah. All-time Portland leading scorer, so you've got to watch out for that. <laughs> Nazmi Abadawi, uh, not somebody you totally ne necessarily need to watch out for, but Nazmi was somebody you might recognize from back in the NASL days, so uh, I think that's good. Um, boy, Greg Garza stands yes, out here I as had, a defender. I had Greg Garza as, as a defender. I mean, but again, we talked well, about – it's like talking about Minnesota's defending last year. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like Bobby – you know um, – you know, uh, Michael Boxel had a pretty decent game, but yeah, they gave, still gave him three goals. Right, right, you yeah. Know, it's, like, it's always a relative standing thing Standing with faint here. praise, right? Um, Nick, Nick Hagland uh, was a former Toronto from their few years as a heyday. Nick, uh, so that was that's actually a funny one because Nick Hagland was the uh, when when um, Cincinnati. So Cincinnati spent a boatload, I should say, a variable buttload of their uh, of their all their XM money that they get as an expansion, and they spent a shit ton of money on Nick Hagland. Everybody, yeah. everybody. Uh, who follows MLS looked at that transaction this winter and was like, "Why? Why? He, he's not worth what they paid for him." And then, and then Minnesota—he's a good piece. And then Minnesota topped that by by what they paid for Eichel Parr, and everybody was like, "Why?" And you've seen clearly, like, if you spend it on the right person, like Eichel Parr has almost single-handedly, you know, you know, with obviously with with uh, Ozzy Alonso, you know, but I think those two together. That defense is Minnesota has like almost completely been revitalized. So much. So better, you spend yeah. you know, spend you know so but you know we spent a little bit more money than they did on Nick Haglin, but Nick Haglin yeah. was uh, I think a couple hundred thousand dollars. In, yeah. In well, you know, I, well, I Haglin could have been a good uh, buy if the team around him was better too. He he'd be looking a hell of a lot better. Yeah. But the team around him is so poor that everyone's poorness is magnified. Well, the other problem is that this team has no attackers outside of Fernando Adi. Well, they have, well, so they have uh, a shit ton of midfielders. Yeah. A journeyman at this point, I yeah. suppose. He hasn't really. He's he's 24 now. So the thing with Kukudamane was he's one of these guys in MLS that the promise was always just one more crest of one more hill away, and it hasn't really materialized. Again, he's playing for a terrible team. What do you expect? Um, but uh, yeah, you start to wonder if it's ever going to come around for him. Darren Maddox. Yeah, I mean Darren the Maddox. So I think the, on paper this should have been a much better team. Yeah, than yeah, it that's, is. I think I, I agree. The problem is that they signed. I think FC Cincinnati uh, looked at what happened to Minnesota United and just said, holy shit, there's no way we can allow that to happen where we ship goals left and right, where we set the record for allowing goals. So they, and I think they rightly identified that one of Minnesota's biggest problems was that they had no defensive midfielder, mm -hmm. right? They had, no, they had no person who would sweep in. Uh, it's because Minnesota was atrocious when people got into the like within the 18 like within you know five yards of the 18 of the 18 right um we were just giving up possession left and right there was no yeah. one to sweep up and, and clear things away yep and so they but they did the the exact sort of they overreacted and they got they brought in like seven defensive they, midfielders they, yeah they started there yeah and it's like okay that's great and all but you still need someone to connect and this has been we've we've seen this with minnesota sometimes this year is that Ozzy's been playing great, mm -hmm. and Grey Goose was supposed to be that sort of that catalyst, sort of that connects the you know the back to the front. Yeah, and yeah. When Grey Goose is not playing well, our 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 forwards are not getting any service whatsoever. Totally. And then we're then we're struggling to to score goals, and we're in yeah. Darwin's cast keep dropping further and further back. Yeah, not trying to, to try and, and, and he has his, he has his back to goal all of a sudden, and yeah. And that's and that's we you know basically what happened here, you know at least after that sort of those first couple of, of results where they sort of they got they you know they managed a couple of results. A, a tie, a draw, a loss, a tie, and then I think they beat New England on the road. Everybody's like, oh, my God, FC Cincinnati, they might be a playoff team or whatever, without realizing, oh, actually, yeah. they don't have any. You know, then Fernando Adi had his, uh, had his little uh, 
thing that he had to step away from the team for a little while. He did, yeah. And uh, and they maybe lost if they had any momentum. They definitely lost it at that point. Yeah. And they just and every every team realized, wait, they don't have anybody to connect. Like they're just trying to huff long balls because that's the only thing they can do. Right. And we can we, we can press. Yeah, yeah. So I think that I mean that was kind of the so I don't know if, I don't know if that was a direct and then they fired their coach because apparently they, they were having issues with their coach back in the USL days. You know, yeah. they did the exact again. You know, they sort of like did the opposite of what uh, Minnesota tried yeah. to do. They tried immediately to immediately ditch coach, yeah. built from the back. They one thing the they back. did. One thing they did that was very similar to what Minnesota did is they invested a ton in mid-level play. You know, when yeah. you identify a guy where, like I said, Nick Haglin was. Nick Haglin is not elite, but he's a guy in MLS you want on your team. These sort of middle performers that round out a squad. Yeah. They did what I think uh, Minnesota intended to do. What they thought they were doing was to field a whole roster of like competent dudes yeah. in their first year you know of course many of them turned out not to be competent but that's the caliber of person that yeah. they seem to be throwing out there and i would say that largely fc cincinnati did the same thing they they did not field stars yeah it was not an intention they had and it looks increasingly like an mls you've got to come out like an atlanta united you've got to have big name players like an lafc uh because we, the last two people who've done it us and uh fc cincinnati have not kept <clears throat> fucking pace at all yeah I and mean, we just so, see is what, what this you know pretends with inter miami i mean I, you guys think they have the money to spend on on bigger stars and all that but the other thing i was i'd say too is that um you know we we sort of bemoaned the fact that you know a lot of our uh that a lot of our nasl guys like didn't weren't given like weren't really given looks at all right like they brought in jason davis and kevin venegas mm-hmm. but you know they got they got a couple runouts and then basically they were time. you know Cincinnati, Cincinnati, with their with the coach that had come up from USL, they brought they kept they carried over a lot of their USL guys, right, right, and gave them a lot of like meaningful minutes right away. Um, and you know clearly there's a there's a huge divide between USL and MLS, right? We've seen that, right, right. I mean, there's it, guys and like, it's only growing. Yeah, there's guys like uh, you know there's guys that are playing in the in the usl uh league one like with madison that you're like oh why is it, you know you look you watch that guy and you're like why is that guy not getting a look from from a mls side and then you see what happens like when fc Cincinnati brings a bunch of their usl guys up and it's like oh that's why because yeah, the, they're you know the even, gulf is there yeah it's it's yep. yeah it's crazy but it, it clearly is there so yeah um so yeah so then we, it's a roundabout way of talking about who we didn't really, there's not really anybody I think good we kind of said who sucks. Like, we basically talked every single person that we said was good. We, we were damning with fake praise, sucks, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I I have never been a Victor Aloa fan. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think he's overrated. He he. I don't think he ever came to fruition as a sort of like a number eight as I think of him in uh, um, uh, Dallas. So uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, let me uh, quick look through the roster here. Alvis Powell uh, actually stands out. Maybe maybe a guy I, I have a better upside for. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll call out Forrest Lasso because he's the best fucking name ever. His <laughs> name is Forrest Lasso. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Waston is is over the hill. Okay, yeah, that's good. Kendall Waston. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's a team. Uh, Fatai Alashe, uh, my pronouncing his uh, last name correct. Um, but yeah, we're we're Maybe. looking at a bunch of guys who are mediocre performers when they're in the right situation, and we're the name a superstar. The closest thing you can name to a star here is Fernando Adi. Fernando Adi is uh, how old is he now? Man, twenty eight. Twenty eight. Fernando yeah. Adi <clears throat> is twenty eight years old. So I, I thought he was much older than that to be honest. Yeah. With you. But he, he's he's also. 
he's his career is looking down, not looking up at this point. Absolutely, yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel bad for these guys. I, I feel like those fans, and they have a great fan base out there. They do. And yeah. I would love. Uh, you feel bad for them to feel the way we felt. You know, you want you want a good competition. You want you want to have pride in your team. It's been yeah. tough for them this year, um, but they come out and they make a noise. So that's yeah. good. Um, I mean, I I don't <clears throat> I don't advocate how they eat chili. Um, which yeah, d- describe skyline chili. It's, it's basically it's spaghetti. Okay. They, they eat spaghetti, but they instead of putting you know a good like ragu like a good you know sauce or or uh, whatever on it, they put fucking chili on spaghetti, and that's yeah. I don't know. It's uh it's an abomination about chili, which is fantastic. Yeah. And spaghetti, and which spaghetti. is excellent. Yes, absolutely. And this is. It's yeah. not doubling down on the best of both worlds. Instead of like, instead of like yeah, doing like a good sauce like you should, um, like a good gravy, they fucking put, uh, they put shitty ass chili on top of uh, spaghetti and okay. just ruin both of those things. Well, I think that as much as anything spells their doom here. So absolutely. Um, do, do you have any particular like how should we play them notes? I mean, my I'm inclined to say we play to our strengths. We've talked about how to utilize Darwin a lot. Uh, we've seen really good connection with Darwin and uh, Angelo uh, as they play in U- U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. And, uh, I, I always want to see Darwin play more on the front foot instead of having to play the connector. Yeah. Um, I think the only way to do that is uh, well. You can play with three midfield, three central midfielders. I think that's one way, but I don't think we have to do that. Um, no. I mean, are, are we going to be mostly at a full strength here, or who, who are we going to be missing? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think the only – I mean, it, I guess the, the one question is whether Molino will be back um, with and ready the team, to play. ready to play. Yeah. Um, then, you know, he might, he might be able to come on as a sub, right, possibly. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think everybody else – I believe everybody else is back okay. um, for, the, for the match. So, I mean – I would love to see. I would love to see the sort of the same, the same way we played in the uh, the second half of that U.S. Open Cup game. Um, Which one? The of Houston the, of the game. Houston game. Yeah. Not the first half. The first half was absolutely shit. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but that that second half, we actually we were playing with a little bit of uh, a little bit of reckless abandon. Um, but you were right. It was like talking about like uh, Darwin getting on the front foot. They yeah. actually looked like they were connecting. Um, Darwin and Angelo Rodriguez mm-hmm. for the first time in a long fucking time. Uh, Darwin, or, uh, sorry, Angelo had actually had a couple of good plays where you know instead of like, you know, he sort of deked like he was gonna like take the ball and hold it up and mm-hmm. and but he actually like turned and made a run. Right. He's got to do stuff like that in order mm-hmm. to uh, keep the defenses honest about mm-hmm. how they're gonna play him. Um, who do you start on the? Who do you start as a right winger, Finley or um, uh, 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 Miguel Ibarra? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think. See, I don't think. I don't. I don't think that Molina will be ready to go 90 minutes. Sure. So I think you will have um, Ibarra on the left and Finley on the right. Okay. would be my guess. Um, if Molina was ready to go 90, I think you got to go Molino and Finlay, and then you bring in Ibarra as a super sub and say the... You know, which he's the, been really good. Which he's been, as, yeah, and yeah. Especially after they've been running after chasing Molino and Finlay and, and, and Darwin for 30 minutes, right. or for 60 minutes. Then you got to bring in Ibarra. You bring in Ibarra, and they got to fucking chase his ass around for 30 minutes. Right. Um, assuming that... Heath uses his subs correctly, which is a big fucking if. Yeah. Let's be fair. But I think, I mean, I would I would assume that, you know, since Molino played yesterday, um, that he's not going to be ready to go a full 90 uh, on Saturday at 3 p.m. So in, you know, less than 72 hours after after he uh, just played. So right. I would say it's probably, you're probably going to see a bar in Finley would be my, would be my ideal uh, starting wingers. Um, they, uh, so Minnesota played a 3-5-2 down in Madison 
Um, yes. Something that, uh, you know, you advocated for a long time ago and I've kind of yeah. come around to. I, that could be it. That could be the formation there. Yeah, in that case, you know, well, it would be interesting uh, to see what... Uh, I mean, clearly, so we had Dunlady and, and Toy up top for the in the 3-5-2. Um, I'm not 100% sure what that looks like with Rodriguez and Quintero um, as the two up top. I think it's more likely if you're not, if we don't have, if Angelo is not able to go for some reason, um, I think it makes a lot more sense in that circumstance to run a three-five-two. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, I think we'll see a bar in Finley. I honestly, I think, yeah. If, again, if we don't win this game, we ought to just, you know, everybody in the front office should go. Um, they should just resign. Like you should literally have. I would, I would argue, I would, I would suggest that everybody in the front office should type up their letter of resignation. Uh, in the Submit event, them to each other. In the event that <laughs> yes, yeah, basically it's like a suicide pact. In the event that uh, that you know we lose to FC Cincinnati, um, those all just get submitted, uh, and we just wipe the wipe suicide.org yeah, or wherever. Wipe, wipe the slate clean. <laughs> uh, everybody goes to the rope store, um, and yeah, everybody goes to the rope store. So good lord. Anyways, um, so yes, we we ought to win. You were yeah, not wrong. We ought to win. Um, I, I think we and we I, we, we ought to win. Big. Like we ought to win. Well, what do you got? What's, like you, what's three the call? nothing or four to one? I, I, I I've got three to one. Okay, that's maybe not as big as you were hoping for, yeah. but I, I think that's a convincing victory. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it would. I'd be really upset if we concede to this team too, just based on everything we've just talked about. Um, but I could easily see us like, you know, going up two nothing, conceding one. Everybody getting fucking nervous and we, then we scoring. St- we still have the capability of giving up a, just a fucking brainless goal. Yeah. Uh, we're improved, but we've never improved beyond that possibility. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the games that happened last week. Um, we talked about we we made picks for six of these. We didn't realize when I didn't realize that we, I wasn't able to record yesterday, so we didn't uh, get a chance to pick the other one. So let's just go through. Uh, t- talk about FC Cincinnati. They lost to the LA Galaxy two to nothing uh, last week. Uh, Dallas rebounded from that uh, defeat to New Mexico and beat Toronto FC three to nothing. RSL Chicago tied 1-1. Vancouver Rep and Colorado tied 2-2. Portland beat the shit out of Houston 4-0. Columbus lost to Sporting Kansas City uh, at home 1-0. That was a, a boring-ass game, <laughs> as we kind of predicted. But yeah. we thought, like, oh, this should be the most exciting game, but it's going to be the most boring-ass game. Yes, yeah, and we were correct. Uh, New England, uh, so midweek, New England and Philadelphia draw, drew 1-1. Uh, Montreal beat Portland 2-1. Toronto FC lost, or beat Atlanta United 3-2. DC United beat Orlando City 1-0, and FC Dallas drew with Vancouver 2-2. Finally, San Jose, who's coming to town in a week, uh, beat Houston 2-0 at yep. home. San Jose figured it out. They fucking they're figured it out. They're it's crazy to me. Yeah, they're going to be a tough team to play uh, on July 3rd, so I'm not looking forward to that match. Never would have expected I'd yeah. be scared of that match, yeah. but here we are. You know, they uh, they brought our boy Florian back in the mix, and that's it. There you go. Young man, Jungworth. <coughs> All right, we got a couple games uh, that are coming tomorrow and then a bunch of games this weekend. Uh, Red Bulls hosting Chicago uh, in the in, uh, New Jersey. I have the Red Bulls uh, winning this one, one to nothing. Red Bulls, two to nothing. All right, Colorado hosts LAFC. Colorado has been sneaky good um, until they, uh, you know, their most recent uh, trip up against Vancouver. Um, LAFC though is really fucking good. I have LAFC winning uh, three to one. LAFC is better than uh, an MLS team has been before. I got LAFC five to nothing. Okay. Uh, we talked about Minnesota and Cincinnati. Atlanta United hosts the Montreal Impact. I have Atlanta United winning three to two. Two to one, Atlanta United. All right. NYCFC hosts Philadelphia. I have a uh, one 
one draw in uh, Yankee Stadium. I gotta say, uh, Philadelphia actually gonna go on the road and win two to one. All right, Philadelphia better than advertised. Uh, Columbus host Orlando City. Talk about two dumpster fires of organization. I just put down right zero now. zero. I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't think about this game. Uh, New England hosts Houston. Um, God, Houston has been terrible on the road. Houston, Houston opened the season really hot, and I think I think they're cooling. So uh, you know, I, I got Houston winning one to nothing. Yes, it's a road game, but it's New England. It's fucking New England. I got New England winning two to one. New England's oh actually been, It uh, is New England. Yeah, I know. I got them winning two to one. I need a bigger sample size of New England not being shit yeah. before I'll buy it. All right, DC United hosts Toronto FC. Uh, Do you see that Wayne Rooney uh, chip or uh, laser strike yeah, the other like day? 60 Sem- yards. Like yeah. 75 yards out. Yeah. I got DC United winning uh, two to one in that one. Laser chip. I've never laser chip. I've never heard of a laser chip before. Um, DC United two to nothing. Toronto uh, doesn't have what it takes to keep up with the uh, Lucho uh, Rooney situation. All right, San Jose's speaking of San Jose host LA Galaxy. Uh, I got a three to one. Three to nothing, San Jose. Jesus. I, I thought I was going out on a limb to say San Jose would win. LA Galaxy, second best team in the league right now by a handful of metrics. Um, but San Jose, going to do it at home, two to one. All right. Uh, RSO, host sporting Kansas City. I have RSO winning that game, uh, two to nothing. Zero, zero, and I just vomited. Yeah, it's, that's fair. Uh, Seattle Sounders host Vancouver. Um, Vancouver, you know, starting to uh, make some noise. Maybe too little too late, but uh, I got I got a Seattle Sounders win, one to nothing. God, yeah, I feel like... I feel like Seattle should be a step better than they are, and I feel like Vancouver should be a step worse than they are, and I think that's informing my guess that Seattle will win one to nothing. But honestly, this game could go about anyway. Yeah, you know the, the, the weird thing about those Cascadia Cup games is either they're like they're like dab draw affairs, or they're like three to four, like they're yeah. like they're like one to nothing or zero zero, or they're yep. like four three, and it's no it's nowhere in between. It's not like a nice like two to one or three to two game. It's right, like right. it's like crazy bonkers. We get eight goals, or it's like we get one goal, and that's yep. it. So. Sounds about right. Uh, finally, Portland hosts FC Dallas. I have uh, Portland winning this one, uh, two to one. Uh, exact same score. Portland kind of turning their shit around. So good for right. them. All right. So we got some uh, some fucking answers. We got some questions. Um, so Mark Fangmeyer asked, uh, "The U.S. Women's National Team are are they winning in spite of Jill Ellis and her tactics?" And then the other question is, "Does Alex Morgan deserve to start against France tomorrow um, or today?" I guess basically. Mark, I'll say we are not experts on the United States women's national team. We are experts on Minnesota United and barely experts on that. Like that's a very, it's a very, <laughs> yeah. it's a, that's a, that's a, an aggressive, uh, an aggressive stance. I wish you would have provided more context here for the Alex Morgan deserving. To so start. the question, I think the question here is, should Carly Lloyd get the start over Alex Morgan? Um, Alex Morgan no. looks so watching the game against Spain. They were Spain was just following like following the hell out of Alex Morgan. I think she drew something like thirteen or fourteen fouls. Um, I don't think she got. I don't think. I think one, one of those was a was a card. Like they were they their entire game plan uh, from Spain or part of their game plan. I, I shouldn't say because they actually Spain actually looked like a, a fairly decent side uh, on uh, on Monday. Yeah, Mar- most of their game plan was to follow the shit out of Alex Morgan and let. Uh, uh, Megan Rapino and Tobin Heath beat you, mm-hmm. and um, it worked because Alex Morgan looked like a, a shell of herself. Now the question is, does but there's also value in drawing that attention. Yeah. To now the now the, Carly Lloyd is is a uh, is you know way older obviously than uh, Alex Morgan. But yeah. Carly Lloyd is 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 bigger, more like fi- like more of a physical presence. Um, the question is like, would 
Carly Lloyd just taking those follows and sort of like right. shrugged them off and you know kept going versus Alex Morgan who's gonna you know you near in the back she she goes down. Um, I guess I don't I don't think I don't think you mess with what's worked so far. Alex Morgan, yeah. Rapino, and Heath have been dynamic. I think I, I'm curious about how Jill Ellis has used her substitutes. She didn't use any substitutes until like I want to say the 85th minute of the game against Spain. And I grant I think she was clearly playing potentially for extra time, which makes sense. But Alex Morgan did not have it, and you you clearly see that by the 60th minute. And so I guess that's that's I guess that's the uh, that's the question. Well, so boy, I hope I hope I never do one thing wrong ever. Like as one game, and we're using the words, did they de- does she deserve to start? You know, you it's it's one thing to ask tactically, would it be an improvement to use Carly Lloyd? My opinion is that Carly Lloyd is not best utilized as a pure number nine. I like to see her a little bit more mobile sure. uh, than that. So, uh, so something more free roaming. Um, so I would say it's not a like for like sub if if that's the framing of the question. Yeah. He never mentioned Carly no, he Lloyd. Did not. So I I, I I guess I'm questioning the premise of the, yeah, of I the guess question. But um, are we winning in spite of Jill Ellis and her tactics? No, no. Yeah, I don't think Fair so. Fair enough. Uh, Charles not in charge asks, what's more important currently, moving moving farther in the Open Cup or pushing to make the playoffs? Is Adrian on the hot seat if we don't do either? Um, First of all, I, I I'll question the premise again. I think I think you can do both. I, I I honestly don't think that you have to choose one and say fuck the other. I really don't. If we if somehow you want to buy in with the idea that it has to be one or the other, um, I say the playoffs. I'm more concerned with making the playoffs. The U.S. Open Cup. Uh, I, I l- let me give you this. So I, I personally value the playoffs more. Um, I get the fast route to CCL and all that kind of stuff, but CCL is a dumbass tournament with it's a total crapshoot anyways. Yes. Uh, very, very few people know or give a shit outside of the bubble about the U.S. Open Cup, so that doesn't matter. But if we make the don't play, get CCL we, fever. If we make, no, they don't. I, I, get, a, uh, I get a raging hot uh, CCL fever. Fucking uh, hemorrhagic CCL fever. Yeah, <laughs> vomiting my ass out. But uh, people know the playoffs, and I think it's better for the profile of the club, and I certainly personally am more interested in it if we make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's. I don't think it's either. Either or. I mean, I, I, I really hope that the team prioritizes Open Cup as well. Um, now that being said, we're going to be playing three midweek games in a row. Uh, July third, uh, the Open Cup game on the tenth, and then a game that fucking Aston Villa friendly that we decided to schedule on the seventeenth. Yep. Um, so I could easily see Adrian He saying. Listen, 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 boys. We made it to the quarterfinals. That's good enough. We're going to play all the kids on the 10th and see what happens. Um, I think we have a really, especially since we're playing, if we were playing, if Dallas had beaten uh, had beaten New Mexico and we were playing Dallas up here, then we're playing Dallas again like in like three days later, I could see, okay, maybe you don't prioritize the, the cup and you just play the kids. I think we have an opportunity uh, to make it to the semifinals of, the, of, a, of a tournament um, that is, and that's experience. That's that's you know, um, high you know high uh, intensity soccer experience. I think it would be it, it'd be dumb for us to not spend not you know put emphasis on the Open Cup. Not in spite of the playoffs. I think you can do both of those things at the same time. Those are not mutually exclusive things. Um, I guess the, the the second question is: Adrian on the hot seat if we don't do either? I think. I mean, I think Adrian's on the hot seat regardless of what happens. If we don't make the playoffs, I, he's definitely not. I don't think it doesn't matter what we do in the Open Cup. I mean, because I think Bill McGuire um, or Dr. McGuire, I don't think Dr. McGuire gives two shits about the Open Cup. He cares about making the playoffs. And I, right. I mean, I, I've, we've been talking to him for a while, at least I have, about that. 
I think Adrian Heath is on the hot seat if he doesn't. If he doesn't if he doesn't do one or the if other. If we don't host a playoff game, that's my estimation. So. Well, I, 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 knowing this club, I don't think they'll go that far. But um, I, I still, every time someone asks, like, well, you can only have one. You can't do two things. No one's ever done that before. And then watch the panic in their eyes as the fucking blood pours from their nose as yeah. they think about what it would mean to try on two different fronts. Yeah. You can fucking try on two different fronts. Yeah. You really can. So, right. whatever. So, uh, Dan O asks, how many friendlies is too many? Is a very he- heavy schedule full of midweek games a net positive, getting blench players more minutes, experimenting with lineups and combos, or a net negative, tiring the squad over use of players in a season? So, how many friendlies is too many? And then, uh, is uh, the mid- full midweek schedule a net ne- positive or a net negative or a, uh, a neutral for us? For God, there's so many caveats yeah. to this question. How many friendlies is too many? I... I well, so more than a, more than one. My, there's a lot of different angles to look at this. For me, as a fan of the team, uh, one is too many because I, I want the team to win trophies. That said, if you said I got to have a host a game at my house and I got all the money from all the people that wanted to come see it, I'd be like, I'll have that game. I don't give a fuck what happens to anybody. I'll host a game every weekend. What do I need to do? So, uh, uh, like, I'm obviously being churlish about it. There's a balance there. They've got a stadium to pay for, uh, all that kind of stuff. If I had to find that balance, I would say um, one is the right number, and I could I could see the case for two, especially, like, for instance, um, Madison has a different purpose and a different vibe than, yes. say, hosting Hertha Berlin. Now, doing Pachuca, that is very much accomplishing the same kind of thing as hosting Hertha Berlin, whereas Madison is a totally different vibe. It's local. There's You're trying to establish it. You know, obviously there are um, a, a relative in... Uh, what, uh, what do you call them? Our affiliate. Yeah. Affiliate, and so yeah. There, there's something different going on there. So I think two would be great. You host a club like that, and you host a club that's an international name that you, you can mutually benefit from. Two seems like the right number. But, again, if I wanted to be fucking rich, then I'd host one every weekend. I don't give a shit. All right. And then is uh, all these midweek games a net positive or a net negative for, uh, for Minnesota? It's a net negative because we're not as deep as the teams that we yeah. are going to be I think a step or behind if we get on the bubble, um, and, and you can see it as soon as we have somebody go down. As soon as we, as soon as Alonso go to, goes down, you're like fuck. There's nobody even close to that caliber is going to step in there. Colin Martin, you think Colin Martin's going to plug the hole? Ike Opara yeah. got hit in the head. Fuck. Yeah. Now we got Michael Boxall in there two stepping his way into kicking it into his own net. You know, I, I, no disrespect it's to Boxall, I yeah. like him, but um, we don't. We lack. Players are, are tiring of the squad. It's just. The potential for injury is just uh, well. Is there's it, that, is and there is there there is tiring. If you have to make a rotation choice, you're making it to the detriment of the club. If there's an injury, it's obviously at the detriment of the club. Yeah. Other teams have a step better uh, 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 um, depth, so I think it's always going to be worse for us. Uh, Mark Feingmeier asks, why hasn't Seller completed his MLS fantasy picks for this yeah, week? You fuck. I I yeah I. I haven't done those in, since the first week of the season. God, so. you're shit. Yeah, I know. You better log in and find out that you're uh, winning. Our friend Andy, uh, the Cribs, asked. Um, he might have been high and or drunk when he typed this this afternoon. Zelker, any talk about the next hashtag man v min being at Allianz Field, or is it staying in Madison? Also, next time I need to affiliate, should I go with good old Lufa or a fancy shower poof? Um, uh, I've not heard anything about another... Uh, friendly with uh, uh, Ford Madison. I was assuming they do it next year. They would do it again in Madison. Clearly, that was gangbusters for them. They, yeah. I mean, they, they, I, 
the game the game on Saturday was mostly full. The flock end maybe there's there's like a one section of the bleachers that was had maybe like twenty people in it, but it was like completely almost completely empty. Um, that was completely packed for the game against uh, Minnesota. So, you know, I don't know why you would host that game up here. You would yeah. oh, you're always gonna have that game down in Madison. It, it, you always, it, I mean that's like that's why Pachuca comes here instead of us going to Pachuca. Like we're not gonna draw anything in Pachuca. Right, right. Or like Hertha Berlin. Like we're not if we go to Germany, we're not gonna draw anybody. Right. Like, Nobody's gonna fucking show up. Yeah. For that, so yeah. I mean, you always. But we're a big deal in Madison. We're a big deal in Madison. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yes, I mean, outside of a uh, Madison's up in town next spring for like training, maybe they play a game, but it's it, that's probably gonna be a closed door scrimmage. That you know, it's not gonna be tickets for that. And then um, if you need to exfoliate, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a, I'm not an exfoliating kind of guy, so uh, I guess shower poof. Um, I like anything that's gonna get a good hard scrub on on the skin. Oh, I'm sorry, like so. I'm I'm not like a sweaty guy, but I do a lot of stuff like woodworking and uh, working out in the garden, working on my lawn. I do a lot of that stuff, and so I get grimy, and so and, and I also have maybe oilier skin than the average bear. So anything I can do, exfoliating is too weak a term for what happens with me. <laughs> it's absolute raking my uh, skin off of my body. That's that's funny. So if you could get like a if you get a shower what what are those shower rocks you know it's a big fucking lava rock that women have in the shower for some fucking reason that I, I don't even know what yeah. it's just that that's what I want I want blood to start pouring as I scrape the skin off and yes face too face <laughs> as well. It's funny you mentioned a garden. So when we were in Madison for like five days, <coughs> I roll up around eight thirty. We get back around eight eight like eight o'clock eight fifteen last night. Uh, and I look in like my fucking my entire front yard, like I had like trees that were growing that weren't supposed to be growing, like they, they were gone. My entire front yard had been like completely weeded. My entire back, like I had just like I had, like a fucking jungle back there, fucking raised to the ground. My dad had come <laughs> over and just like fucking did all my gardening for what, me. What for a the guy! Year. Yeah, I know. That's He's awesome. a fucking great dude. Um, yeah, I was just like I, I didn't realize the back had been done until I was like going out to take the trash out uh, yesterday uh, yesterday night after I got back from watching the U.S. game. I was just like, holy shit. So, anyways, uh, finally, Josh Eha asked, July 7th, will this be a happy day? What would make it a happy day? So, July 7th is the, uh, that's the Women's World Cup final at 10.30 in the morning. Okay. Copa America uh, final at, like, 2.30 in the afternoon. And then, I think, at 8 o'clock or whatever, it's the Gold Cup final. So, okay. So, is it going to be a happy day, uh, Josh? I don't know, man. Um the U.S. should make the final of the Gold Cup. They, Certainly good enough. They're playing Curacao on Sunday. Uh, come to the Black Card here to watch it. Um, and then they play the winner of Jamaica and Panama. They just beat Panama 1-0 with their second string team. Yep. And uh, they should beat Jamaica, even though they just lost to Jamaica in the <laughs> tune-ups. Never say uh, never with this yeah. team. But. So they should make the final. That should be – they'll probably be playing Mexico, I guess, in the final. Because it's the Gold Cup. Yeah, although Mexico has to play Costa Rica in their quarterfinal match because Costa Rica shit the bed against uh, Martinique. So That'll be a good game. Yeah. That'll be a damn um, good game. So – and then, yes, and then the, the U.S. women, they play – obviously they play France uh, tomorrow, Friday or tonight. Today, if you're listening to this, uh, 2 o'clock, come down to the Black Heart if this goes up before then. Um, and you can listen to it. Uh, so if they beat France, they should make the final. So will it be a happy day? Uh, maybe. I yes. Think it, I think it's gonna be a really happy day. I I think we're gonna hoist two trophies that day, All right. and I think it's gonna be fun as hell. All right. 
That's uh, my call. What would make what would make it a happy day would be if uh, Peru hosts the Copa America trophy, because um, Rodrigo would love the shit out of that. So I, I like I like Rodrigo being a ha- happy Rodrigo. So uh, I don't I don't follow all those terrorist yeah. countries. I also or wouldn't mind Uruguay doing because I have a soft spot for Luis Suarez. So uh, and all yeah. his bitey ways. So uh, Suarez. Did you see some of the shit he got into recently? I have so many you feelings a, about Suarez. You, Holy shit. Google, Google Luis Suarez, Copa America. He got into some shit uh, earlier this week, too. So Yep. Anyways, uh, that's it. So uh, visit us, uh, davesiknow.com, uh, at TDIKMN on Twitter. You can follow me, at TexasHour. Hey, I unlocked my account because I got a job. So I can <laughs> oh, yeah. I can tweet all my shit out now. Congratulations <laughs> about that. And yeah. you can retweet me. Before you can only like my tweets if I follow, if you followed me and I followed you. Now you can retweet I, the shit out of me. I still haven't seen you tweet anything I'd want to share with anybody. But that's, uh, that's fair. It's just, that's one man's opinion. It's your opinion. Yeah. Uh, you can follow Martin at Offensive Loons. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, this was fun. It was it felt like a long time since we last did this. It's only been so. a week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Take us home. We're the Daves You Know. This has been the Daves I Know. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, con. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Who the act we attract to, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.